huge rookie beach mistake today. I feel like you say this every time we go to the beach. No sunscreen on the tops of my feet, which are now on fire. My dad is going to hear this and be very mad at you. My dad does not like sunburns because he thinks it's completely avoidable and he's not a fan. It is completely avoidable and sunscreen exists. And for whatever reason, I forget that I always get burned in the tops of my feet. And it it's not even that it hurts because it doesn't hurt and it's never burned bad enough that I peel, but it itches like mad. And it's just a reminder. The itch is a constant reminder that I'm an idiot. You are. Can and can we talk about your dad and his um, the bad method? No, no. Well, yeah, you can talk about that. I was going to talk about the dogs. Oh yeah, let's talk about the dogs. Um, so we. Well, you can't bring up something that your dad invented called the unit method, and then (laughs) and then just. We'll have Skim to, over it. I forget the exact rules because I have not used the unit method since I was a teenager because he would like watch us and be like, girls. Um, but in college, my dad developed what he calls the unit method, which is you put sunscreen on. Then I think it's like 30 minutes on your front, 30 minutes on your back, then reapply. And you have to reapply every hour and you set a cl- timer so you don't burn. And he says that that gives you the perfect tan. Well, of course it does because you're just, you're like a rotisserie chicken. Yeah. But you, the reapplication is the thing I think most people forget. Oh, so they just flip, 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 never yeah. reapply. But he's saying if you apply consistently. Right. And now yes. that was his unit method in college. And now he stays under the umbrella because skin cancer. Got it. The upside means living in gratitude, finding the positive in every experience, and helping other people do the same. You are now part of the movement. Welcome to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. My name is Jeff Dollar, and today I am grateful for sunscreen and also the cooling salve that you put on when you forget to put sunscreen on the top. Salve. Salve. It's not salve. Yes, it is. S-A-L-V-E. It's not salve. <laughs> it's not salve. It's, yes, it is. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No way. Salve. It's not salve. It totally is. Hold on. You can get, uh, how do you pronounce S-A-L-V-E? Question mark, go. Salve, also American. Salve, as in medication. What? Salve. <laughs> what were you? I never knew that. Then why would there be an, who puts an L in the middle of a Salve. word? Salve, also it, the Latin greeting. Salve, also American. Salve, as in medication. Salve. Play the first part of it. Salve. Salve. Also the Latin reading. Salve. You, but it's that's a foreign. You bury the lead. Do the beginning again. Salve. Also the Latin reading. Salve. Also American. Salve as in medication. Salve as in medication. Hmm. I don't know what that garbage is at the beginning. Also the Latin reading. Salve. Sounds like she's saying it my way. Whatever. 
So I'm happy that there's that uh, sunscreen and then the sunburn salve. Salve. I didn't say salve. I to said salve. To help my soon brun. <laughs> Shut up. You're so weird. Um, should we talk about... Oh, my name is Callie Dollar, and I am grateful for comfy lounge clothes. Should we talk about our diva dog? Yeah, our dog, Lily, does not like to put her paws on wet grass. So we think, just based on the cameras that we have at our house, uh, we think that she has trained Callie's dog to- My dad. Or dad, to put her on her leash and- walk her in the front yard. So here's what you need to know about our diva dog. She is a rescue dog. She is from Turks and Caicos and she was, she is a former street dog. So our former street dog has decided that either the grass is too long or it's wet or whatever. And she cannot be bothered to go potty in our, (laughs) in our really big, lush, amazing backyard. So she runs off the, the, out the door and down the steps um, off the back porch of the house and runs up to the grass, sees that it's wet and long because I understand it's been raining in Atlanta and then immediately comes back in. What we would do is to order her to go potty and go stand at the door until she goes. What we've noticed over the past couple days because Callie's mom and dad are taking care of the dogs for us is that she gets walked on a leash in the front yard for a few minutes. And we think that she has trained Callie's dad to take her out. She is so spoiled. But I think my, like, notice though, he takes both of them. So it might just be a thing like that he likes taking them out. I don't know. Just a little five minute front yard just adventure. A stroll. Yeah. And they got to go on an adventure. What was it? Two days ago, they got to go to the golf course and they walked the golf course. Yep. They're getting, a, they're having a really fun time with my parents. They probably don't even miss us. Uh, we, a few weeks ago decided that every Monday we would issue a gratitude challenge to just reinforce the mission of the upside, you know, to focus on gratitude, always look for the positive in every experience. And then we have promptly forgotten about that. We did it like two weeks, then forgot about it one whole week, then did it on a Friday. And then this past Monday came and went, we forgot to do it. So it's just been hectic. So we're going to get on this. So starting next Monday, we'll have a gratitude challenge. But I have one for today that, okay. we, could, that we could issue today just as a, as a reminder. And this gratitude challenge is so simple, but it's this. Identify something that you take for granted every day or every time you use it, or every time you visit it, or every time you interact with it, that you take for granted, but in actuality, you're really, really grateful for. What about you? Mine, I think, is going to be our reliable cars. Yeah. I have been a person who has not had a reliable car. I have been a person who has not had any car and relied on public transportation. And when that 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 is just crippling. It's difficult. Yeah. And it's expensive and it's a constant worry. Um, but every time we get in our cars, they start up, they take us where we need to go. Uh, Callie had a nail in her tire and we were able to get that fixed pretty, pretty quickly and get a new tire on there, uh, before we came down to Florida. And, uh, I never really give it a second thought, but the fact that we have healthy, reliable cars 
and also have a little bit of money in the bank that allows us to fix them when they need fixing. Totally take that for granted. Totally appreciate it though. Yeah. Do you have one? I do have one. I um, am super grateful that we live so close to my parents. And I think I take that for granted all the time. Because of how much they're able to help us out with things like walking the dogs or going to pick us up from the garage when we have to drop off your flat tire car. Well, and just that I get to see them. You know what I mean? Like, like, I can't even believe that I go like a week without seeing them, but I, you know, we lived in the same city for years and I saw them like once every three or four weeks and we live two miles from them. And I think you've been a good influence of like, Hey, your parents live so close, like take advantage of that. Like a lot of people, you know what I mean? Like your dad lives 12 hours away from us. And so, and especially now when we're trying to figure out a, a, a way to visit my dad or I mean, who knows what the world's going to look like when the baby comes, but get him down here to meet his granddaughter. Mm -hmm. And it's not easy right now. Right. Like you can't just hop on a plane without evaluating all the risks and everything associated with it. So yeah, it's awesome that your parents live super close by. So gratitude challenge, identify something that you take for granted, but you're actually really grateful for. Um, And think about it for a couple of days and you know. And there's nothing you do with that. You just... You just put it, you're like, okay, cool. I'm going to do that. If you want to share it with us, our our voicemail is always open. 800-434-5454. And aside, by the way, I don't need any more messages about pregnancy brain. I'm starting to come around and think that maybe it's real. Are you getting hounded? Oh my gosh. So many hilarious stories of people. A therapist left us a message. I think this made the show yesterday. But she's like a therapist and her pregnancy brain was so overwhelming that she couldn't think of any ways to describe what her clients were feeling outside of happy, sad, or mad. Oh my God. So she couldn't, like if she was writing notes after the meeting or whatever, she's like, Callie was happy. And that was it. That's her therapist. (laughs) I still like the Doritos bag one left the TV remote in the Doritos bag. Um, somebody who was on their fourth kid for the life of them could not remember, remember the names of their first three kids. Love it. Yeah. So, uh, but you can call us about anything you want. 800-434-5454. Uh, and I'm sorry, pregnancy brain is real. I will, I will revise my statement. I have a declaration to make. I am not a picky eater. Do you think I'm a picky eater? I've never really thought of it. I grew up. Not my mom was the most picky eater on the planet. Literally, like you were like, no, my toddler's picky. No, 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 no. Donna D. Donna D. The queen of picky. The queen of picky. She ate like five things, right? And my dad loves food, so yeah. uh, So he'll get yeah. He we always send pictures back and forth of what we're having for dinner. So he'll send like homemade soups or roasted chicken or Chinese food or pizza or wings and all stuff that he orders, but then stuff that he makes, meatloaf. He bakes and he, and he yes. Yeah. My mom. She ate oh. Honey Nut Cheerios. That was a new, newer thing for her, right? No, what she did, she her staples were like chicken noodle soup. With no... Um, I think, I think she mainly ate the broth. Right. She took like or everything Or just the chicken and the noodles, like no chunks of chicken. I don't remember this, specific, but just like 
the most basic soups. Um, fried fish. She would have like fried fish and, and French fries. Never had any salads or anything like that. Um, hamburgers. If she ever had a hamburger, there would be no toppings on it. And um, I think the majority of the time was with no bun. Like she would just eat like a burger Patty, steak. Ground beef. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then like for the holidays where like big meals were being made, um, she would just have like the ham, whatever the protein was, the ham or the turkey right. or the roast. And then a handful of potato chips on the side. And th- and she was fine with it. And people- And would- Diet Pepsi and like Hershey Kisses and Oreos. And that's like literally- I don't think I've ever seen her eat anything else. I think Jeff once at the lake tricked her into eating a piece of salmon. That George, she my, my best friend George um, was grilling salmon and she was just sitting by the grill with him. So he just handed her a piece. Because you don't tell her. You don't make yeah. a big thing. You just hand her and then she'll just eat it. But and she, and she, she ate it. it. She's like, oh, that's really good. But um, and it was so much. She was such a picky eater that it would become news when she, she something new. She found something new that she liked. So the last few years, my dad was making her scrambled eggs and bacon every morning yeah. for, for breakfast. And he called me and he's like, so your mom started to eat my scrambled eggs and bacon. Now I make her scrambled eggs every morning and with a piece of toast and she eats it. And it's like family news. But anyways, why do you think you're picky? Who has accused you of being well, picky? My mom kind of, when I was a kid, I was definitely a picky eater, but I think a lot of kids are. And now like, there's not a whole lot that I won't eat that. So I would like to say on like a normal scale of, of like picky eating, I am not picky. Now (laughs) we have a friend that's a chef and he eats some weird stuff. Right. So in that regard, by his standards, maybe I am a picky eater, but what does he eat? Like he eats weird, like I don't eat pate. I don't eat, you know, like but he- head cheese. Why is this eat- a thing? Like who accused you of being picky? I, I don't think know. last week my mom was like, do you eat tomatoes? I can't remember. Like she always, and I was like, I, you know, we were talking about my dad and I was like, I think dad's a pickier eater than I am. Cause my dad is like such a meat and potatoes guy. Right. And I think you're a pickier eater than I am. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't remember entering this competition, (laughs) but I'm pretty picky. Like, but what is picky? Like, I like what I like. I think picky is a weird word. I don't know. Like picky means. But do you remember, I used to have a friend that was such a picky eater that she would have problems going to adult dinner parties and figuring out what she was going to eat. That to me, that's the definition of a picky eater. Like if you walk into someone's home and you can't act like you like what they're serving, you're officially a picky eater. This woman, we were at a friend's house who was a chef, a professional chef. And he made a, a tenderloin like on the big green egg, like, cooked it all day or whatever. I mean, the the piece of meat alone probably cost $200. It was so big. And then he, it was perfect. Oh my God, it was unbelievable. And he cut, carved it and you cut it with a fork. And she low-key got up from the dinner table, went to the microwave and cooked it because she only cooked well, she only ate well-done steak. And- so rather, I thought the chef was going to die. He was like, I would have thrown it back on the grill for you. Like you don't microwave a $200 piece of meat. 
but she would just wanted to be low key because she was so she's such a picky eater. Yeah. So she was picky about it. But I don't think I think you have a little picky paranoia. I don't think you're. Yeah, Yeah. I don't think I don't think you're that I don't think you're that picky. And I don't think people accuse you of being picky. You have picky paranoia. I do have picky paranoia, but I'm not picky. I will say my dad once went to um, who was like. I wouldn't call him a picky eater. Like he'll eat whatever. If he goes to someone's house, I wouldn't call him an adult picky eater. Like our friend that right. had to microwave her steak, but, um, cause she's really picky, but my dad is like, you know, if it were up to him, he would probably have steak and potatoes like every single night. Sure. And he, you know, he's not big on like toppings and fancy stuff and whatever. He just likes the simple stuff. Um, he went to Kazakhstan once. Have you ever heard the story on a I, business trip? I have. And he was honored there and it's a delicacy to be presented with, it's either a sheep's head or a goat's head that you are supposed to eat in front of everyone. And that's like the way that they celebrate you. And he did it. Well, you have to do it. If you're presented with something as a gift, you have to do that. Especially if you're in a foreign country, I feel like, and it's their way of saying welcome. And you know what I mean? Like it's a cultural honor and uh-huh. But in it, but you know, in his head, he was over and over saying, I'm at Outback. This is a filet. Or he just got super drunk. We want to thank our amazing sponsors for sponsoring this week's shows. We love you. We couldn't do it without you. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. If you are a creative person, you might be feeling drained or stuck with all of the weird energy happening in the world right now. One way to get unstuck is to join a group of like-minded individuals who are using their creativity for good. You can find that with a membership at Skillshare. It's an online learning community with thousands of inspiring classes for creative and curious people. You can explore new skills. You can deepen your existing passions. You can get lost in creativity with people who are motivated just like you. If you're interested in photography, there is a photography class called Capture the Moment with Andre D. Wagner. You can learn about his approach to capturing everyday life in New York City and how to use photography for authentic storytelling. If you want to stick with visual stuff, but make a movie, you can do that. Penny Lane is an award-winning filmmaker, and she will show you how to make make a short film using only clips that you find online. All of this is available to you at Skillshare.com slash upside. You'll get two free months of premium membership. Skillshare.com slash upside. Two free months are waiting for you. Duke Cannon is one of our newer advertisers, and there's so many things that I love about them. One, they have really unique products. One of my favorites that um, we got for Jeff is the Bloody Knuckles Hand Repair Balm. It smells so good, and I love Jeff Dollar, but his hands get really, really dry. So he loves this. He actually uses it, which is another thing that's hard to get him to do, Um, and he loves it. Here's another thing we love about Duke Cannon. They partner with active duty military to develop 
new ideas and review products. So anything that doesn't meet the high standards of soldiers does not happen. If that tells you anything about their quality, they also have a Patriot collection. And if you want to buy your dad something for Father's Day and you need something a little out of the box, go to DukeCannon.com. And for any item we purchase on the Patriot collection, they're going to donate $5 to Folds of Honor, which is a nonprofit. It gives um, scholarships to spouses and children of America's fallen and disabled military service members. This is such a great company. We love it. We're so proud to partner with them. Right now, you can visit DukeCannon.com and use the promo code UPSIDE for 10% off of your entire order. You're also going to get free shipping with orders over 20 bucks. Visit DukeCannon.com, use the promo code UPSIDE, and that'll get you 10% off. How about a Father's Day gift that's actually going to turn into something awesome for the entire family? StoryWorth is a meaningful way for you to engage with dad, especially right now if you're having a tough time seeing him for Father's Day, you can still uh, engage in him, with him in a really cool personal way every single week for the next year. Here's what StoryWorth does. It's going to email him questions and story prompts, things that you and your family have probably never thought to ask him. Um, he's going to complete those answers and share them. You'll get to see them when they come out. But at the end of the 52 weeks, you're also going to get a hardcover book that you get to share with the whole family and have forever and ever. Dad's memories will be part of your family history in print forever with StoryWorth. Great, great, great gift idea if you have a heart to shop for dad. And let's be honest, who doesn't? You can save $10 by going to storyworth.com slash upside. That's storyworth.com slash upside. $10 off your first purchase. Storyworth.com slash upside. As I was scroll scrolling through the intranets this week, I saw a phrase and I immediately sent it to Jeff and I was like, oh my gosh, we have to talk about this. And the phrase is toxic positivity. We have tried to create this show, which is still a work in progress, um, but we've tr trying to create a platform that encourages and inspires and preaches gratitude and is all welcoming. But what we didn't want to do is be like some of these influencers or podcasters that we see where everything is perfect and the journey has already been traveled, like they've already had their hardship and now they're at this new place in life where everything is so perfect that they are able to now teach you how to be perfect. And we don't think that that level of existence is, is actually attainable. I don't think it's realistic. I don't think it's authentic. I don't, anybody who says I have it perfectly figured out, look at me. Right. Is, and usually people like that are like, I feel like they do that with every aspect of their life, not just one. You know, it's like, I have mastered fitness. I've also mastered cooking. I've also mastered how to be a parent. I've also mastered my marriage. I've also mastered, right. you know, um, you, whatever, you know what I mean? Like, it's never like, Hey, I'm really good at this. And I know a lot about it. And I want to honestly tell you about it, but here's some of the things that I struggle with as a human being. And I think, um, you know, Jeff and I have a post-it at home in our office that says attainable positivity. And that's one of the cornerstones of the show that we want to keep in front of your face because we don't 
ever. What I think toxic positivity is and does, I think if you, it convinces people that you can somehow achieve this state of like positivity space with no negativity at all and nothing hard happens and no matter what happens, like you're good and everything's fine. And, and you're prepared to good handle vibes it. only. Yeah. And yeah. And that's not always the case. Like a lot of times life will give you a big old kick in the dirt and you got to figure it out. So there's a way to do that while living with a positive mindset. But I think toxic positivity and people who preach about perfect positivity lead a lot of people to burnout. Like people and get so into it and they realize they're exhausted because they feel like they can't ever reach that level of perfection. But we're here to tell you that level of perfection literally does not exist. Or it might. Maybe the Dalai Lama. It, Maybe. No, it might exist. We just don't think it's attainable for 99% of people. Right. I don't think I will ever be at a place where everything is wonderful 24-7. And I'm not trying to get there. So for, right. uh, for me, attainable positivity is being at a place where you can accept everything that's happening to you, being a part of the bigger journey. So even when it's crappy, you know, that it's still okay because it's eventually not going to be crappy. It's not, hey, it's really crappy, but we're going to put this fake stuff on it and make sure it's perfect. That's what I think toxic positivity is. And I just think it's worth a reminder that if you're listening to us or to anyone, don't accept their truth as your blueprint for life. Right. And also remember this, when you're listening to anyone, one thing that Callie and I truly believe in is that you can have two opposing emotions happening at the same time. Mm -hmm. you, can, you can be grateful for the life that you have, but still be frustrated that it's not as good as somebody else's. Mm -hmm. You can be best friends with a person, but still be jealous at what they have or dislike them for one thing that they do. Like you can have these opposing emotions. We just are trying to find a way to live with those so that the positive one always shines brighter. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we just thought that would be worth mentioning today. Uh, all right. Here are my three random things. Do, do Hold on. I got to bring them up on my phone because we don't have a printer with us here at the beach. Uh, number one. I wish you could see Jeff right now, by the way. He's like fully laying back. Totally casual. In, in on the couch. He's got his feet on the coffee table. He head back. He is loungy Jeff right now. Uh, according to American Educator Magazine, females learn to talk earlier, use sentences earlier, and learn to read more quickly than males. Uh, also, males have more challenges reading, tend to stutter more, and read with less speed and accuracy. By the time they reach maturity, men generally have a smaller vocabulary than females. So this is proof that women can be or are often smarter than men. Hmm. That's according to uh, American Educator. Uh Number two of my random things, when you get back to work, some larger companies are requiring employees to wear bracelets or watches that beep when you're within six feet of another employee 
so that you can maintain proper social distancing. I am not mad about that. So if you have a close talker in your, in your office, you don't have to worry about them walking up to you in the, I think that would make a lot of people feel safer going to work in the break room. Uh, and then my third random thing is doom scrolling. Do you know what that is? I do not. It's when you get online, especially uh, looking at news sites, and you just keep reading and reading and reading because the mind has a natural tendency to want to end on a positive note. And social media algorithms know this. So they hook you in with negative news and then keep it coming and keep it coming. You totally doom scroll. Totally. And uh, it's, it's, Tied into, I mean, it's the study that they did is very, very scientific, um, but it's tied into your fight or flight mechanics in your brain. Uh, and social media um, designers have figured out a way to, to, to exploit this to keep people on their app for longer. Hmm. So a suggestion is that if you catch yourself doom scrolling immediately stop and do something self-beneficial like what like get up leave your phone on the table and go drink uh, a full glass of water do 10 push-ups uh read two pages out of a, a a inspirational book or the Bible or something like that. Uh, write down something you're grateful for. Uh, tell, so, tell some, send a text message to somebody and tell them why you appreciate them. Anything like that to interrupt the negative chain and uh, chances are you will not come back to it. Interesting. And if you do push-ups or read your Bible or drink your water or whatever, you're going to be that much better of a person. There you go. Hopefully. Two minutes later. Yeah. yeah. I got a handful of DMs like, okay, so what did we figure out about the um, hazard lights? Now, I it's different for every state. We were talking yesterday about how it drives me and Jeff nuts, Jeff and I nuts, um, when people use their hazard lights while they're moving. So I looked up and it is state by state. Um, and I have to say, so Georgia, it is not illegal to use your hazard lights while you're moving, but it is frowned upon because it is like distracting and you also can't use your blinkers when you have your hazard lights on. Um, do you want me to go through the list of all 50 States? Yeah, I'll do it really fast. Yeah, no, I don't think we need to do all 50 States. What States are you interested in? I'll look it up. Just Georgia really for me, but I know we have a lot of people who listen in Florida, Florida, not permitted, Texas, Texas permitted. Tennessee, not permitted unless you're like in a funeral procession. What about uh, North Carolina? We have a lot of people who listen in North Carolina and Pennsylvania. North Carolina, permitted. Pennsylvania, permitted. We can um, put the link to all of this in all 50 states in the show notes. Um, But yeah, basically, and this is actually on Clark Howard's website, and it says the the title of the article is why you shouldn't use your hazard lights when driving in bad weather, um, because it is supposed to signal that a car is stopped. Yes. Yeah. So that's what it's supposed to signal. And even though it's not illegal in Georgia, like what was it? The Forsyth County Sheriff or something posted and was like, don't do it. But I think the Forsyth County Sheriff said it was illegal. 
No, he said it's not illegal, but don't do it because okay. it's dangerous. Got it. Um, so, yeah, but just if you let's just make an upside pact that unless your car is pulled over to the side of the road, you won't. Use or you're it. in a funeral procession. Or you're in a funeral procession. Thank you for listening to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. Please make sure you've subscribed so you never miss an episode of The Upside. If you are listening to this episode of The Upside on the day of release, please consider watching Bravo tonight because our friend Kevin Gillespie, who has been on this show before, is one of the final four remaining on Top Chef All-Stars. They're actually in Italy right now. That's where the um, last few episodes are filmed. We should do another episode with him and talk about his cancer journey. He's so awesome and so inspirational and he's funny and he's cool. And he just, it's impossible to not like Kevin Gillespie. It, the, um, we have to find out if we can get permission because Bravo kept this season so locked down, mm-hmm. like the all-star season. Um, and, and as I've been watching it, it's so amazing because it was taped months ago. Maybe when it's over, we can do like a yeah. behind the scenes, give us the dirt. Yeah. Interview. Because it's so fascinating. He filmed it at the end of last year, I think. Yeah. Or earlier this year. I don't remember when he filmed it. No, it must have been at the end of last year. But he just disappeared. Like, all of a sudden, he stopped responding to my text messages. And I had to email his wife and be like, is Kevin alive? What's going on? Okay. (laughs) And and, uh, so... He disappeared to L.A. and then to Italy to, to film the the um, episodes of Top Chef. And when you watch it, it's a totally different world without social distancing or masks. Everything's just normal. And if you haven't been watching so far, so Kevin has been a friend of ours for a while. Um, he was voted out and then he clawed his way back into the competition because they have this thing called um, Last Chance Kitchen where chefs can fight to come back. And he beat like three people yep. in order to secure his spot back. So anyways, he's really awesome. He's a great restaurateur. He's an even better human being. And um, yeah, cheer him on tonight on Bravo at, what is it, 9 or 10 p.m.? 10 p.m. 10 p.m. Eastern or set your DVR. What ifs? Hey, it's Chriselle from Houston. So I was listening to Misty 1, Misty 2, and I was thinking some people are going to be like, oh my God, that's so weird. But my mom had a little puppy named Tammy. And this was a long time ago, obviously. And Tammy got run over by the milk truck because there was a bigger dog and the milk truck swerved and it hit Tammy. So my grandparents were like, oh my gosh, little Judy, she's only like three years old and she just loves her puppy. So they quickly talked to the person where they got Tammy and they were like, oh my gosh, we have Tammy's brother. Like you can just have Tammy's brother. And so then that was Tammy the second. Like she didn't know till she was older that that was, you know, Tammy the second. And then when Tammy the second passed away, like, you know, years and years later, they got another dog, you know, similar, looks very similar, little chihuahua. And they were like, well, let's just name this one Tammy as well. So like, it's just, cracks me up that my mom had three dogs in her life growing up and they were all named Tammy and the middle one was a boy like how weird
things are really stressful right now. There is no doubt about that. And if you're feeling like you just cannot get out of a funk or you feel like something's missing or really you just feel like you're not yourself, I encourage you to reach out and start with therapy. It has changed my life. It has changed Jeff's life. You hear us talk about it all the time and BetterHelp is here to get you started. So here's what BetterHelp is all about. They have thousands of licensed professional counselors and you can get in touch with them and start therapy via the phone, via video, or via text message. And they will hook you up with a licensed professional counselor. And if you don't gel with yours right away, they'll be able to switch you with someone else. So if you've been thinking about therapy, maybe you wanted to try it, haven't really known where to start, this is a great starting point for you. And right now, you can get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com upside. Join over 800,000 people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp.com slash upside. Hey, Callie and Jeff, this is Sam. Callie. Um, I'm so excited about the baby. This is awesome. Can't wait. Jeff, our birthdays are not far apart. Um, We're both Scorpios. We're both only children. We are about the same age. And I am an extrovert that loves people, has a good time. I'm very shy, but never meet a stranger. But I'm just going to tell you the thought of getting back out into the world and being around people and the go, 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 I am not thrilled at all. We had dinner a couple of weeks ago with some good friends. It was wonderful to get out. I felt awkward and weird, and I was ready to go back home. It is weird. So anyway... I hope it gets better for you, and I hope you enjoy your evening, and we'll be listening to you again tomorrow. Hi, guys. This is Rachel. You guys are talking about the car issue and traveling with the baby and all the extra stuff, and I just wanted to say that when I was little, I remember the couple of times that we went on road trips where we took, you know, a lot of Christmas presents or whatever. My parents would rent a trailer to connect to the vehicle that they already had and put all the extra stuff in that. So just a suggestion if there's not a bigger car that you guys really want, maybe that's something you could think about doing instead on those few times that you would go on a vacation where you would need the extra, extra room. Okay, I love you guys. Love what you do. Bye. There are not four or five different races. There's only one race on the face of the earth, the human race. You're not born a bigot. You have to learn to be a bigot. Anything you learn, you can unlearn. It's time to unlearn our bigotry. Pigmentation in your skin has nothing to do with intelligence or with your worth as a human being. It's time to get over this thing, and we'd best get over it pretty soon.